Chapter Twenty Two of A Daily Rate by Grace Livingston Hill. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Two. One morning, about eleven o'clock, Molly Poppleton was up in the third-story hall, attending to the rooms on that floor. The chambermaid was not well, and Molly had been put back in her work a good deal, so that it was late and she was in a hurry. She thumped the water pitchers down hard, slammed the doors, and punched the pillows into shape with extra vigor on this account. But suddenly, in the midst of making up the university student's bed, she came to a sharp halt and straightened up to listen. She was not mistaken. She certainly had heard sounds of distress. They grew clearer now as she went to the hall door, and she quickly located them. They were low, half-suppressed sobs, following quickly upon one another, as though the weeper were in deep distress. After listening, she marched down the hall, and without more ceremony threw open the door of a room. There lay Mamie Williams across the foot of her unmade bed, crying bitterly and shaking with sobs. Molly Poppleton was at all times a straightforward maiden, and she believed in coming to the point at once. It was the way she had been brought up so without apology for intruding into the young girl's trouble she demanded what was the matter mamie raised her head long enough to show a red nose and blurred eyes and to see who had come in without knocking then she went on crying harder than ever molly shut the door with a slam and said for mercy's sake do tell me what's the matter are you hurt do you want a doctor or are some of your friends dead Mamie shook her head and finally controlled herself sufficiently to sob out, "'No, Molly, it's my heart. It's broke.' "'Oh, well, if that's all, you'll get over it. They always do. I've been there myself, and I know that state won't last long. You better get up and wash your face while I make the bed.' And Molly proceeded energetically to throw open the windows and shake up the pillows." oh molly you don't know you never was crossed in love wailed the miserable girl without stirring and then she sobbed the harder molly turned irately from the bureau where she had begun to dust crossed in fiddlesticks she said sharply you'll find you ain't near so hard hurt as you think for and as for me i've had my chances in my time like other girls and plenty of em at that and I preferred to live single. It's much more independent. It's my opinion you ain't old enough to be away from home anyway. You better go and ask your ma if you've got one. But as this only set Miss Mamie to crying the harder, the perplexed Molly marched down to find Miss Grant and report the case. Miss Grant, you're needed up there in that three-center room, that silly thing is actin like a fool over some poor sickly fellow that couldn't support her if she got him i s'pose she says she's been crossed in love and her heart's broke and she's cryin for dear life it's my opinion she better be crossed with a good spankin and i wouldn't feel sorry to be the one to give it to her neither but the latter part of this sentiment was lost upon her hearer who had already started with swift steps for the third story a moment later mamie felt a cool hand on her hot forehead and miss grant stooped down and took her in her arms and kissed her she was so surprised to be kissed that she stopped crying for a minute 
then the sympathy of the eyes that met hers started her tears afresh and she buried her head in the motherly arms held out to her and cried like a hurt child who had found a comforter after she had cried a few minutes and been soothed by the woman who seemed to have the gift of soothing from above as others have a gift for music or painting she was able to tell her poor little sad commonplace story it was mr harold adams at the store and he was awful handsome the girls all thought so i fell in love with him the first time i saw him yes ma'am he was the head clerk there all this winter he had charge the owner went to new york and left him here to run the business he was awful smart they said he used to pay me lots of attention at first and he's told me many a time he loved me better than any one else here she broke into fresh sobs and it was only when that ugly girl with bleached hair and a pretty face came he got to going with her and now i'd planned a way to look nicer than her and get him back and he's been real nice to me for a whole week she was away they all said she was sick but now it turns out she was getting ready to be married and he's to be sent to have full charge of a three-cent store up in ohio and they say she's going along the girls had it all ready to tell me this morning when i went into the store and they just couldn't laugh enough at me till i nearly sank through the floor they was always jealous of me first one twitted me and then another till i got so mad and felt so bad i just come home he's a-goin to marry her they say and it's all been no use after all and oh my heart's just broke it is commonly supposed that women who do not marry and have no children cannot enter into the feelings of young people and are not able to sympathize with them but god had somehow given this woman a sweet insight into natures in distress which helped her to be able to give comfort wherever she went to say the right word and do the right action she bent down now and kissed the tear-wet face you're awful kind moaned poor mamie but you don't know how it is yourself you ain't never been crossed in love a shadow of the passing of a great dark cloud tipped with brilliant light went across miss grant's face leaving the reflection of the light there ere she spoke again listen mamie she said and her voice was very sweet and tender and her eyes looked soft and dewy as though she knew things beyond the range of human vision i want to tell you a story all about myself yes she actually went back to those dear bright days so long ago when she had found a kindred spirit and had lived in a sweet elysium of hope and dreamed those rose-colored visions of youth some women would have counted it a desecration to the memory of her dead hopes and sacred love before the eyes of a vulgar girl who wept over a man a hundredfold more vulgar would have thought it an evidence of lack of good taste and delicacy to do so not this woman had she not sent swift petitions to the throne as she came up the stairs asking for guidance she felt in her heart that this story of hers which had never before passed her lips to mortal ear told here might help this poor friendless untaught girl might perhaps lead her to see life in a different way and to begin to try to live it for the god above instead of for her own selfish pleasure 
and she knew the man she had loved who had been in heaven these years well enough to be certain he would be glad also to have her tell the story if it could in any wise help a soul to find comfort and so she told it simply and eloquently she even let herself dwell on the tender passages the little things that made such a story beautiful in the eyes of a girl she spoke about the flowers he had sent her the pretty simple gowns she had worn that he admired and the ribbon he stooped and kissed as it floated from her throat that last time he parted from her saying she would soon be with him now to stay and how she treasured it yet before she was halfway through her story mamie had dried her eyes and sat up on the bed her face expressing intense interest she had forgotten her own troubles in the trouble of another her tears which were dried on her own sorrows soon flowed silently for miss grant she wondered at that peaceful face which shone bright even through the mist that would gather in her eyes as she told of the dark days when her hopes were taken from her and of the time when she wandered about forlorn until the lord spoke to her and comforted her when the story was finished mamie found she could look up and talk she seemed to have risen above her recent grief there was a longing for something in her heart she scarcely knew what i always thought it would be an awful thing to be an old maid she said bluntly but if i could look like you and be like you i wouldn't mind it not much there was a look of admiration on her face it was not much encouragement but miss grant was not one who let her work depend upon results she went steadily on talking cheering advising drawing out the girl until she had a pretty thorough understanding of what her life had been hitherto she did not wonder that the heart seemed broken nor that what seemed to the poor girl to be the life love had been freely given to an unworthy object what better had been set before the girl she had been untaught and unguided before she left her mamie had confided to her the story of her bible reading and all her thoughts about the garments of fine linen and this missionary of the most high had sifted out from the chaff of foolish talk and worldly longings the grain of earnest desire after better things and found joy the joy of encouragement in it she even knelt beside the girl with her arm about her waist and prayed for her as mamie had never heard herself prayed for before and then instead of sending her back to the atmosphere of selfish strivings and silly thoughts of what should be noble things she advised her to stay away from the three cents store at least for that day and come down in the kitchen as she had some work for her there which might take her mind off her trouble for a little while it was true that molly sniffed when she saw her come into the kitchen with her red eyes washed and a white apron on but miss grant wisely sent molly back to work in another part of the house and herself carefully inducted the awkward novice into the mysteries of making some most delectable cake to be used in the celebration of miss burns's birthday that evening it spoke well for miss grant's ability to read human nature that she chose cake to teach mamie if it had been a lesson in bread-making or how to cook potatoes it is doubtful if the girl would have been interested cake now somehow seemed sort of stylish and belonged to the festive side of eating 
therefore she enjoyed learning how to make it nicely and she came to the dinner table that evening beaming with satisfaction over the cake which she had iced and decorated with smilax and candles herself she told them all that she made the cake and it received much praise especially from bob yates who asked for a second piece and said some low words of commendation that brought a smile and a bright flush into the girl's face just as molly passed the ice cream which was also a part of the evening's celebration hm said that worthy woman coming out into the kitchen the better to converse with herself i thought so she's got over it sooner than most of em it generally takes overnight at least just to let the glue dry but she must have used some lightnin stuff her heart ain't more'n skin deep anyway End of chapter twenty two